What up, world? And welcome back to another episode of the Seeds of Success podcast. It's your host, Colin Walters. And today we have a different type of podcast where I am going to share an interview that I actually did on my good friend Sam Brighter's podcast. Sam is the founder of Run Brighter, and I actually had Sam on my show, the Seeds of Success podcast, on episode four, in case you missed it. And Sam returned the favor and asked me to come on his show. And so this is our conversation and my side of my story. And so it's uh, I'm actually the one being interviewed in this. So I hope that you enjoy it. We dive into my fitness journey, my running journey, uh, some of the you know things that, that I do in my life with entrepreneurship and business and how I got started with content creation and, and why I did and, and my podcast. And so without further ado, I'll go ahead and flip the script and we will dive into the live interview that Sam and I put together. Hope you enjoy. All right. Welcome to another episode in the Run Brighter podcast. We have on an awesome guest and friend, Colin Walters. Now, Colin, what's really interesting about Colin, I met him through the fun cyber world of Instagram. He noticed one of my, me listening, or he he actually listened to one of my podcast episodes. I believe it was with Matt Choi. And we had him on, I think, a month or two ago at this point. Time flies. And he reached out, you know, just saying that he enjoyed my content. And he has a podcast as well. He's a runner. He loves fitness and loves life, really. And going on your podcast, Colin, was an awesome experience. And I figured, let's switch it around. Let's learn about you. Let's focus on you today and hear your story and what you're working on. So, Colin, I'm going to hand it over to you. I'd love you to give an introduction to all the uh, fans of the Run Writer community here. And we can we can see how things go today. Yeah, Sam. Well, I, I appreciate you having me on. And I was excited to see when you reached out and happy to jump on on your show after you had uh, jumped onto mine. And so, um, hello, everybody. I'm, I'm Colin Walters. And I, as, uh, as Sam alluded to, I have my own podcast called the Seeds of Success podcast. Um, and, you know, so we talk about a lot of things with health, fitness, running, success geared towards business, sales, entrepreneurship, like whole array of, of different things. But those are some of the, the primary, primary things. But yeah, man, um, I'm from the like the greater Seattle area originally, Gig Harbor, Washington. If anybody is like super familiar with the area, I'm currently living down in Corvallis, Oregon. And so if anybody's in the Eugene or the Portland area, um, a lot big, big running community out here, obviously. Uh, Sam, obviously you got, you know, pre behind you there on, on the wall. So yeah. I'm sure people are probably familiar with, with this area of the world. But yeah, man, um, I let's see. I work in technology sales and that is my, my career. My, I get, you know, nine to five, if you will, that is, you know, oftentimes before nine and, and after five, but, um, and then I do some things on the side. I run an Airbnb in our, in our house here. Um, I have my own podcast and do some now getting into some more of the, the content creation world and trying to organically grow those, those platforms. And so, yeah, man, just, uh, trying to connect with good people, live an epic life and, you know, maximize the the time that we have here on this planet. So I'm, you know, a um, couple things about me, uh, you know, and take it with wherever you want to go there, Sam. Yeah, no, that that's awesome, man. I guess, you know, a good place to start, I think I want to really dive into what influenced you to get into both creating a podcast and content creation, because I think 
you yeah. know, there's a lot of people out there who have different passions, but there's very few people who actually take that passion to another level, right? And try to give back what that passion has given them. And so I'd love to hear what inspired you to actually take that first step into content creation and going forward with the podcast. I think it's a good question. Um, and what it stems from for me is something I think about often is really taking a step back to think, what am I naturally good at? And what are my natural gifts and strengths? And for me, I, um, you know, I, I, I believe that I have strengths in building relationships, connecting with people, um, you know, speaking to a, to a degree. And, you know, there, you do so many things in life where you either hear little compliments here and there to where it got to a point where I was like, you know what, I'd always thought about starting a podcast. I thought that it was like within the realm of what I could and should at least be trying to do. And, you know, if I were to take a step back and think about my, my college career, I initially went in to do sports broadcasting. So kind of in line with communication and sports, both passions of mine, both things that I was pretty knowledgeable and, and good at uh, naturally. And, and so this was kind of that, you know, almost like natural step for me was to just try it out. It was something that I had talked about wanting to do for a while. And so at, at one point I was like, you know what, uh, no better time than now to actually just do this thing. And so it was uh, actually during COVID that I initially kicked off the the podcast. And so it was um, seemed like a perfect time, right? We all had plenty of time and, and plenty of extra time uh, uh, being at home. And so the natural curiosities and uh, those interests popped back up to the surface. And, you know, I felt like this was a, a tremendous time to, to start it. And so I did. I launched three episodes, loved it. And then a lot of life happened. And I made, you know, definitely made some excuses for why I didn't continue with it in that time. And then a year went by and it was time to kick this thing back off. And so, you know, it was basically just like getting back into action. And so, um, you know, to your point, I wanted to really just try something that I felt was within the realm of something I was naturally good at, but also had a passion for at the same time. And I wanted to give myself a shot, you know, at seeing what I could actually do and with the intent to really help people and really help add value to people's lives through conversations, through things that I've learned, because I feel like, you know, sort of an, an each one teach one philosophy is important, right? We all learn a lot of things in life through relationships, careers, um, business, sports, like whatever we're doing, there's a lot to learn. And, you know, I think that we have different avenues to give those things back also and teach others. And so I feel like this is a tremendous platform to be able to do that through the podcast. And now getting into the content creation on the side, I've always had like a pretty good I, I think it's probably terrible and I probably just have terrible self-awareness, but I think like a pretty good creative nature. Um, and it's something that I just want to always try continuing to tap into because I always love it so much. And it's always fun when I'm doing it. And I always like exercising that part of my brain. It's just something that, you know, with so much going on in your life, it can be hard to like carve out the time, but it's like, you know, to the point of like what I see you doing, Sam, which is you know, if it's important to you, you make the time for it. And so it's one of those things that I'm starting to make the time for now um, and, and really try to, you know, help people connect with people. Hence, that's how we're talking here today. You never know where a reach out and connection could lead. So those, yeah, those are some of the thoughts that come to my head with how I started a podcast, why I wanted to get into it, and just some of the the ideas behind the content creation as well. Yeah, I, I love all of what you said there. And I mean, Talking about giving yourself a shot, that was something that really, like, I relate to that. And I think a lot of people want to give themselves a shot sometimes with anything in life that might be a little risky or potentially out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Taking that first step and actually initiating it, 
is an incredible thing to be able to do because for so many people, they just never give themselves that shot. And I mean, I do think from the content that I've seen that you create, as well as listening to a few episodes of the podcast, not only are you someone who is creative and I think as, and, and the cool thing about being a creator, right, is like you start off as someone who was born creative and then you learn how to really enhance your inner creativity that you have. So not only have I seen great stuff, but I know that you're going to continue making more creative content as you go on. We both will. And that's really the fun part about it. And that's really where a lot of the fulfillment comes, right? Learning and, you know, making quality content that connect with more and more people. And I really love how you mentioned when you were younger, you know, in college, that is actually not, not too young, but like you were looking at doing sports broadcasting. Fun fact, I actually, when I was like 10, 11 years old, that was something I wanted to do. I used to watch yeah. New York Mets games and I turn off the volume and I do it. But I was like, there's only three announcers to the Mets. I'm not going to be able to do this. But it's so funny how both of us had that same interest. Mm -hmm. But instead of like working in the corporate world, probably struggling for 10 to 15 years to get to that point, we're doing our own thing. We're setting the own own rules for what we are broadcasting and talking about really whatever we want. So, you know, I'm so happy, bro. Seriously, that first of all, that you're on here today, that you took that first step, you gave yourself a shot and you know, like I keep saying, you're going to create some incredible things, whether it's on the podcast, your Instagram. I know you have a YouTube now too. As platforms change over time, I'm sure you're going to adapt to that also. So that's really great, man. Now I, I do want to shift gears a little bit too. Um, I want to talk about Oregon because I yeah. find Oregon to be fascinating. Oregon, man. I've never been there, but I mm -hmm. know I will be there within the next one to two years. I, I have to go. Tell me about life in Oregon. What made you move there? I know, obviously, it's an amazing running community, but I'd love to hear some more details about that life. I love the question because it's something that at this point in time, I'm super passionate about talking about because Oregon right now in this fall and autumn time is so gorgeous. And I live in Corvallis. And please, somebody fact check me if I'm just totally out of whack here. But um, rumor has it that Corvallis, which is home to Oregon State University, has the most unique species of trees on any uh, college campus in America. And so I may just be totally off my rocker, but I did hear that from multiple sources here in the Corvallis area. And it's something like you walk around here, you, it is hard to go and see so many diverse and different colors anywhere else. It's so gorgeous. So I'm glad that you brought that up. Um, awesome. and, and that's just first thing that comes to my mind. I've started to, I've, I've been in Corvallis for about a year, call it. And so I moved down here because my my now fiance and I, we are both from the Seattle area. And then she got into medical school that brought us down to Corvallis. And so it was pretty crazy, Sam. We had no idea where we were going to be last summer for her medical school. She got a call on a Wednesday and said, hey, we had a spot open up. We want to offer it to you. We packed up the car, headed down that Sunday and drove to a town called Lebanon, Oregon which we had never heard of in our life. We had to look it up on a map for even where we were going to be driving to. And then Corvallis is like the neighboring little town that's about like 25 minutes to the to the west of, of Lebanon, which is where that school is. And so we live in Corvallis, which is home to Oregon State University, um, home of the Beavers. And and so that's that's what brought us down here. And so we've basically just uprooted our life from Seattle to Corvallis on the whim of one phone call. And we found our, ourselves a home that's been awesome to call our home. We have made a, you know, a lot of friends down here through her school, through locals in the community. Um, one thing I think that's important to touch on, Sam, is, you know, getting out and actually involved in the community, because it was something that 
was a difficult transition at first with just the whole like uproot yourself, go start a life where somewhere you've never been before, right? Where you don't know anybody. And so, I mean, I was hitting up my realtor for, you know, where's the, you know, who do I reach out to for plumbing, for electricity, for uh, buying plants for the house, like all sorts of things, you know, he's on speed dial basically as like my go-to source, (laughs) but I was able to branch out more than just my realtor at that point, which was, you know, I, I reached out to a local triathlon club and got involved there. And so we had group rides every Thursday and now we're getting into the winter months, which will be like swimming on and, and runs on the weekends. Um, I just reached out to our local Toastmasters club and so I'm going to go jump in and, and join them here on, on Monday nights and just getting out of the house because I work remote and getting to local coffee shops and dry join anytime fitness a because they have a stair stepper and i love just ripping the stair stepper and i'm nursing some some hip injury right now so i'm a little sidetracked from uh or sideline from from running so i'm just on that stair stepper but also it's it was really nice to get out into the community and drive around continue to familiarize because there's a lot that uh oregon has to offer and, and it's really nice to just get out of the house and drive around and force a commute never thought i'd say that but i really enjoy you know i'll get call my mom or dad or talk to somebody I hadn't spoken to in a while, call a friend or listen to a podcast, create time for the audiobooks, right? So it, it just created a nice uh, sort of diverse, di- little diversity to the day. Um, so yeah, man, that, that's where I'm at. It's, we're like 45 minutes to the to the coast of Oregon, which is gorgeous. If anybody listening has not been to the Oregon coast, um, definitely carve out some time in the near future. I'll actually be going to Cannon Beach here this coming weekend, which I'm super excited about for upcoming birthday trip. And so it's just a really pretty uh, place to be in the world and definitely grateful to have been stationed, you know, without really much of a say here in Oregon and Corvallis specifically. So that's, that's a little bit uh, about, about Oregon. Amazing. Yeah. And I, I think what you're, what, what you're talking about in the sense of, finding ways to get involved in a community that's so important right and i think some communities like a, a new york city we have so many things going on everywhere you can't miss it but then there's smaller towns and mid-sized cities and you name it but I, it doesn't matter how big the city is right you can always find a way to connect to others especially now that covid you know is pretty much behind us like there's no restrictions that i've really seen or heard of the occasional person wearing a mask but besides that you can really do whatever you want right now i'm sure you could speak to this and and you have spoken to it in the sense that it is it is definitely so important when you move somewhere new to find ways to get involved find what you're interested in and do that and that's i'm so happy that you were able to do that within oregon now i I do want to talk about um you know some of your fitness journey because i know that First of all, I, I know you mentioned you're, you're nursing at hip right now. So hopefully you recover soon from that. Any status on the timing on that or how's that looking for you? Yeah. Um, in line with like trying new things and taking action. Right. It was something that I I, I couldn't quite figure out what it was. I, wa- I was oh, I was sick and tired of watching countless YouTube videos, trying <laughs> Google searches, trying to figure this thing out. It just wasn't getting better. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to reach out to this massage therapist who had great reviews Went and saw her, wasn't the right fit, but she recommended that I connect with two other individuals in the community. And so I reached out to them. I've been going to this chiropractor that has like an awesome practice. She was highly touted in the community. Um, I've seen her a couple of times. And today, actually about an hour ago, was my last visit to her. And she has released me to to go run. And so I'm super excited and I'm going to give it my my first go back here this coming Sunday on my birthday. So it's like pretty perfect timing. <laughs> I'm very excited for it. So, you know, um, 
there's just a lot to be learned through when you have setbacks and injuries. And so it's always a great time for me to sit back and reflect and practice neutral thinking, trying not to go negative with not being able to run right, but also being proactive and trying to think, what can I do? You know, what's within my control? Who can I talk to? Who can I go see? Like, who, you know, who potentially has solutions to this along with like, you know, how to stay proactive in the future, even when we are feeling good. So yeah, I got good news today and kicking things off this coming weekend back into the running game. So it's been nice, man. I've just been basically doing uh, everything that I can that doesn't involve running. So biking, stair stepper, Metcon workouts, you know, hit a hit a CrossFit workout at the local CrossFit gym. And so just like still trying to do everything that I can, like core work, you know, just trying to stay in the game as much as I can to be ready to go because we do have, um, you know, pretty, pretty good sized calendar for 2023 with a couple marathons, Ironman Coeur d'Alene in there. And then looking in September at some bigger trail runs. That's something I like to do. So I know you probably want to dive into to something there. So I'll go ahead and pause. What you yeah. Do. I mean, first of all, so happy to hear that yeah. on your birthday this Sunday, you're going to be able to run again. That that's great. Yeah. It's pretty good timing. Yeah. Great timing. Yeah. And we spoke about it. Like I had some, some hamstring stuff going on myself and yeah. it's tough. Right. But you know, finding ways to exp expedite that process, I think is important. And then just like, like you said, just taking that time and like understanding the injury, but also keeping yourself busy doing other activities is such a great way to handle it. And I'm glad you obviously kept your fitness going during that time. But yeah, I'm, I have so many questions on your running journey, your fitness journey, your triathlon journey. Let, let's start with the beginning though. What first got you into, you know, endurance based sports in the first place? I'd love to hear what first, what first got Colin into this love that we both share. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a good question because it's not like, there was never that point in time where I set out and I'm, I was like, I'm going to be the greatest runner ever. Like I'd never had any of that moment. I, you know, I had been active in sports growing up. I didn't do cross country. I did track and field in middle school, but didn't continue with it in high school. It conflicted with uh, baseball, basketball, that sort of thing. Um, and so then it was really about like maybe towards the later stages of college or like really post college that I just got into running because I always loved it for the mental clarity I got. I loved just getting out and moving freely and running for me was just a way for me to go and, and, and process what was going on in my life. Like that was, you know, the first stages of actually getting into running was just like me trying to get out, get fresh air, move my body, enjoy the, the freedom that, and the liberation that comes with that. And just allow my brain to go. Like it was just a release for me, man. And I just fell in love with it. And so then it was just small steps. Like, again, it was never like, I'm going to, I didn't even know what ultra marathons were at that point in time. When I first started out, I had no idea what an ultra was like a marathon was so far fetched for me. And so, you know, it was like 5k and then 10k. And then I remember signing up for my first half marathon and just was like, so regimented on the training program that I just loved the process so much. I'd be so excited for the hills on Tuesdays and then the speed work on Thursdays and the long run on the weekends. And my mom, I would say that a lot of it stems from my mom. Like she was big, big runner, definitely runs like in the, in the blood. She didn't pick it up till her later years um, either though. So it was, you know, something to where 
Like we both had a similar journey, I would I would say. I, I think I picked it up earlier than she did. But also my uncle is somebody who I look up to in, in the running and, and fitness space. And I've talked to him a lot about it. So it's like, you know, within a couple members of our family. But yeah, man, it was just like, I just went out for my own personal reasons, fell in love with it. I love just like how simple running is. You just throw on your shoes and get out the door, you know? And so, and it's so easy to do. And, you know, I, I just loved that again, the, the process of what it took to train for the half marathon. And then the actual feeling of running a, a really good race was something that was a, a very elating feeling and something that brought so much satisfaction because just like with anything in life that we are building towards or striving to achieve, the more work that you put into it and the more intentional effort that you put in and the more commitment that you have towards something, the greater the feeling when all is said and done. And especially when you execute it well. And so it was just a really good feeling. Um, and so that that's how I really got started with running. Then from there, you know, set out to train for a marathon. And so went and ran a marathon and did did like pretty well with it. It wasn't like, you know, I I I did it very I did it well. I came out you know, feeling, feeling really good, which is always great after a race. And, um, you know, from there, you know, I have some friends that were into like trails and ultras and that's how I got into running some ultra marathons doing 50 K and then a couple 40 plus milers. And so that's where I've, you know, it's all over the board now. And so that, you know, it's like started with a super simple, get out the door and let me clear my head and get some fresh air to then whole journey of running like I, that I wouldn't trade for the world, man. Like running's my, I love fitness. I love health and endurance. Everything running is always number one though. I love that. Yeah. And, I mean, I can really appreciate how for you, it all started with just putting on the shoes, getting outside and enjoying the process and the feeling that running gave you just for the soul, you know, mental side. It really sounds like all that clarity that, that it's totally. given you and still gives you to this day, I'm sure. Yeah. And, and to then want to take it to the next level and start doing some different races and it sounds like constantly improving the distance and striving towards different things and different journeys is, is really cool um and I, I mean i gotta ask you about the ultras too because like for me i've been doing marathons for a little bit now over like last year or two and i'm starting to think a little bit about the idea of ultras would you say ultras are your preferred race more because of the community aspect of it i know you mentioned you have some friends who are into them or do you just enjoy running on trails through races more? Or is it even something else possibly? Yeah, it's it's a good question. I think about it often and I love them both. Is like I, I love a like I love running fast and training to be fast on the roads and on pavement and for you know a, a race. So like that is, you know, I have Austin Marathon that I'm signed up for in February. I have you so see you there. I have Eugene Marathon that I'm signed up for in April um, with the intention to qualify for Boston. Would be great to qualify for, for New York. I'd say that's a little BHAG there. And, you know, and then I have Ironman down the road. And But then September rolls around and, you know, it's like prime time. Get out on the trails. It's super beautiful. It's not like too, too hot. Like conditions are pretty good. You're not having to deal with like too much snow at that time. And so they're just totally different experiences, Sam. And being out in the in the trails there's it it really is incomparable to anything it, with the, just like you being out in the mountains with you and the ground and it it, it just is extremely breathtaking at times and it's it is just quite an adventure that is hard to describe obviously as i'm struggling to put it into words man and like um 
you know, we'll go out and have a couple of buddies. Like there's, there's three of us and we'll go out and get out into the trails and go do our own thing. And we have one, you know, one guy who basically leads us through his, like, he'll sit there and study the the maps and the topography and like everything that we need to know for where to go. And he's have it all mapped out. And we kind of just say, show up and cool, let's go and go get after it. And, you know, we'll bring our, our packs, our food, our calories, and, you know, be set for the day and come back you know, nine to 12 hours later back to the car and, you know, typically pretty, pretty hurt and feeling, you know, great that we're back, but looking back at just an incredible day. And it's just, you know, there's nothing like getting to the, you know, the summit of a mountain and looking at where you came from, looking at what's around you. It's just, it's incredible. Like we live in a, in a, we're very privileged to live in, you know, the Pacific Northwest and, you know, it's just indescribable views up in the mountains. And like, it's just amazing where your feet can take you, Sam. And, you know, so for anybody listening, like it, again, going back to the, to the start, it starts with putting on the shoes, seeing where it can go, but then your natural curiosity will ultimately take over. And, you know, you start thinking, Hmm, maybe, what would it be like in the trails? And then you go find a trail and then you go find a mountain and then you see or hear of other people doing it. And they either ask you or you ask them like, Hey, you mind if I try it out? And it just is like, you know, this super cool journey about you just don't know where it's going to go. Um, but trails, pavement, man, I love them both for their different reasons. And that's, you know, my running journey combines both of them for sure. Um, my fiance Shelby hates that. I love Hills. I just love Hills. They're my favorite, favorite things to go tackle. There's nothing like going one-on-one with a Hill. And so, you know, I, I just, I love that. And I think that, you know, Hills make you stronger and more resilient and you'll definitely get your, your Hills and, and elevation gain in, in the mountains. So, yeah, man, there's there's a lot to like about both of them. I love them both for their different reasons and definitely would uh, encourage anybody who's even slightly interested to to go get out in, in the mountains and test out the trails. Phenomenal. Yeah, that's that's so great, man. And that's something, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to doing myself. And I mean, it's very motivating, you know, the way in which you describe those experiences and your connection with the trails. I'm sure there's many people who may have never ran or who are runners for a long time who can speak to the fact that, you know, everything you're speaking about really inspiring. Um, but I'm curious, I mean, as far as beginner runners, because I think a lot of people who listen are beginner runners, you know, besides your motivating statements there, I mean, what advice would you have for someone who is a little bit concerned about running, thinking that it might not be for them? They've ran a couple times and they're not getting that running high, that great feeling that I know you and you and I both have gotten through our different experiences so many different times, you know, just to get into it, stay consistent with it and really give it a good chance. What what advice would you have? I think, you know, first, first thing always comes down to put on the shoes and step out the door, right? Just you know, that and just creating a, a habit, assuming that, you know, you actually do really want to test out running and see if it is for you, right? Because there's so many things in life where, you know, some things we just gravitate towards naturally. Like, you know, I think you and I, Sam, just gravitate towards running. We enjoy doing it. There's plenty of days where I definitely don't enjoy running. Like plenty of days where I'm just like grinding through it because the, the work just needs to get done. I'll tell you that right now. Not every day is just rainbow and sunshine, especially here in the Pacific Northwest. There's a lot of, lot of rain that you're running through. But for anybody like just getting started and, and just put on the shoes, make it a, an easy habit, right? Put, put the shoes by the door. When you see them, there they are, put them on, lace them up, step out the door, see what happens. Um, one thing my uncle told me way back when was days, I'm not feeling like running, put on the shoes, get out the door and run for five minutes, set the timer, run for five minutes, see what happens more likely than not. You're going to keep going. 
you more likely than not, you're going to get into it. Right. And so, but also give yourself the out, like just give yourself, Hey, I'm going to run for five minutes. I'm not feeling it. I'm going to stop more likely than not. You're not going to stop and you're going to keep going. And so, you know, just keeping it super small and not getting overwhelmed with like comparing yourself to other people. You know, like, I think that's something that I've struggled with in the past and plenty of other people probably struggle with it. Just the whole comparison game, right? Just go out just for you, right? Like go, go out in order to, for whatever your reason might be, right? Maybe you want to just test out running. Okay. Go out and, and just do it for you. Like don't bring your phone. Don't bring, just get totally disconnected and just go and be, you know, um, maybe some people have like health and fitness goals where they are, you know, training for that 5k or, you know, they're training for that 10k. And this is all part of the process. Like just commit yourself to the process of doing it and go do that race. And then once you've completed that race, after having done the work and you fulfilled that commitment to yourself, then reevaluate if you really did enjoy it, because some things may not be for everybody and that's totally fine, right? Maybe you do through that process, you find that that wasn't for you, but you went and found, maybe you got into to cycling after that because you met somebody that you were running with and they introduced you to that. And that was after your thing, right? Um, but if you're like just getting into running and wanting to try it out, like pick, pick something, pick a goal, commit to doing it and just go through the process of doing it. And then, you know, take that step back afterwards and see, you know, how did you like it? How did you enjoy it? What did you enjoy about it? What did you learn from it? Was that something that you would want to do again? Because, you know, those are just questions that you'll ask yourself as you go through it after it's all said and done. And, you know, I think that's just a, a couple of things that that come to my mind for anybody getting started. And just, you know, again, just compare yourself to where you were yesterday, where you were last week, a couple of weeks ago. Forget what anybody else is doing. Right. I think it's good to be inspired by other people for sure. And I think that I myself have definitely been inspired to go take action while witnessing what other people that I admire are doing, but it's still super important to compare who you are and where you are to where you were. Right. And so I think that's, that's huge. Um, yeah, I think that those are a couple things that, that come to mind. So if anything else comes up, I'll chime in, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say a handful of great takeaways there to the two ones that really stand out to me are, it was one, the advice that you were given Go out and run five minutes and see how you five minutes. I mean, that's that's I haven't heard someone say that, but I mean that's so true. Like to just like not put too much pressure on yourself, but at least put a little bit of pressure on yourself to try mm -hmm. it and see how you feel. Mm -hmm. And I agree. I, I doubt if I ever go out on a day I don't feel like running and I, I put in five minutes that I won't be able to put in another five, 10, 20, 30, whatever it might be. And then the comparing yourself to other people advice as well. I mean, so many people say that, but you know, it's, it's so, so true. And I think what makes that challenging sometimes is that the reason that we often get into anything is because someone influenced you to do it in the first place. Totally. So then after that, you're continuing to compare yourself, but it's really important to take a step back and say, okay, yeah, this person did influence me, but I'm not that person. I'm not influencing someone on this yet. I'm just trying to learn if I like it. Yeah, and do it for yourself at that point, which is just, it's such great advice. It's so, so important. And I see so many people who are running and they just get into it for the first time this year. And they're here in my times and like, oh my God, like I won't ever be able to do that. And it's like, that's not why you're running though. You're not running to be better than me. If that's what you want to do, like, okay, great. You can try, but like run because of all the amazing benefits that come with it. And, you know, you're going to see some great love and happiness for, for life with running and other aspects that come with it. So can I, can I touch on something there, Sam? Um, 
you, you're touching on all the other benefits that come with running and running for me is, is a, such a keystone habit for me in the sense that running positively impacts everything else in my life, right? So running has positively impacted my health because then I am in the mindset of wanting to choose better things to put into my body, wanting to stay hydrated more, needing to stay hydrated more, wanting to eat the, the better foods, right? I'll still have my, my granola bowl at the end of the night with maybe a little bit too much peanut butter, but you know what? For the most part, the nutrition that's going in my body is heavily influenced by running and by the, the lifestyle that I choose to live through health and fitness and, and sweating every day. And, you know, there are, I have had the best thoughts and ideas during my runs. And it is like, insane to think about the mental clarity on decision making and problem solving that I get through running. And it is one of those things where if you know, if I'm working on something, or there's an issue with, you know, career relationship, life, whatever it may be. Um, and I'm out on a on a run, there's a good chance I'm going to figure out at least something about that to resolve and within the one to two hours that I'm out there. And, you know, like for me being in motion, and movement is what helps my brain start actually functioning to its fullest capacity. There is, I'm pretty brain dead. Like if I'm sitting and trying to solve a problem, like just staring at a piece of paper, Sam, and I'm just sitting there, there's, yeah, I'll probably figure it out. But the minute that I get up and start moving and get outside and fresh air, right. And go do something that's going to instill confidence in myself and, you know, get a sweat going and get blood flowing and, and movement in the body and synapses firing. Like I'm going to have so much more clarity and confidence and thoughts and ideas. And there's just nothing that compares to it for me. So, um, you know, that's just last little tidbit I wanted to touch on when you're talking about all the added benefits to, to running for me. Yeah. I, I, literally feel the exact same way. I mean, yeah. half the content that I end up making are ideas that I think of while I'm running. And I, I don't know all yeah. the ideas that you think about while you're running, but I mean, the brain does some phenomenal things during it, which, you know, for those listening, I mean, I've spoke about this, but we, we have someone who feels the same exact way. And there's, I know most runners, we really gain so much creativity, wisdom through the process of running, which is, is so mm -hmm. great. Um, but shifting gears, I want to talk about cycling and swimming, no pun intended on the shifting gears part, but um, nice. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I know we, we talk about running a lot here, which is great, but I mean, I think there's plenty of people that want to incorporate other fitness activities into their running and do triathlons, Ironmans and whatnot, or maybe do those yeah. alone. So how'd you get involved in that first, Colin? Yeah, uh, full transparency. It's I have very, very little experience. I'll tell you that straight up. So I my my only experience in a triathlon at this point in my life is one sprint triathlon that I signed up for where my bike chain fell off in the first two miles and I walked my bike back to the finish line. That is my one attempt at a at a sprint triathlon. And an Ironman is something I've always wanted to do. And I know that I'm capable of doing it with the proper training and the the, the proper strategy in place and the execution on it. I, I know that for a fact I can I can do it. And so that's what I'm signed up for this coming year. I've done a lot of, you know, indoor cycling for sure. I have my I have my my bike that I have on a on a trainer, the, the Wahoo kicker. And and so I mean, I've spent a lot of time in the saddle on uh mostly trainer road, like 97% trainer road over the last probably four or five years. Um, 
And then a, a couple a couple instances on, on Zwift, but just indoor cycling in order to actually execute on like quality workouts on, on the bike. I use that as a source of cross training for running, cycling and indoor training has always helped my running. That is the another thing that I'll say right off the bat. It has always helped me be able to endure longer, have more power in in my strides and, and in my um in my gait. And so that's something that I just can't speak highly enough about. And so that and, and I do have, you know, a fair amount of road experience, not anything compared to like, you know, anybody who's been doing triathlons for a while. But uh, you know, it, it was nice to, to get out and, and find a group around here to go ride with on that weekly basis here in, in Corvallis. And so and I've been riding outdoors pretty, I would say infrequently, but but consistently enough to where, you know, I've, I've had my little scrapes and bumps and bruises and, and uh, um, you know, put in my time to get confident and comfortable on the bike in, in cities, especially being around Seattle was pretty crazy, just trying to navigate through traffic and everything. But so that's like cycling experience and then swimming something that I can count maybe on one hand, the number of times that I've walked into an actual lap pool and gotten a swim in. I am typically that guy who will go out to the cabin with friends or go over to a buddy's cabin or go out to this race that's going on and like see a lake or something and then say, all right, cool. I'm going to swim to the other side and back. Like that's typically what my experience with swimming has been. And so it's something that I, I have never trained in swimming. It's something that I know that I can do just through my experience of doing it in the past. And I was typically like kind of just, uh, um, good at, at doing it oddly enough. Um, so that, that's <laughs> like kind of my, my cycling and, and swimming, swimming journey there. We have a, we have a pool in our like, uh, HOA neighborhood here. So I got in there a couple of times this summer and just did some, did some lap swims, like 45, 60 minutes, that sort of thing. So, but definitely super effective for when I was like sore from a workout and just needing to do some form of cardio cross training, low impact, that sort of thing. So I definitely like to use the, the pool and swimming went like if, and when that is needed, but that's some of my experience with cycling and, and swimming when it comes to the actual triathlon piece. So, yeah, that's terrific. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that that's wild though, with swimming, how you, you were able to swim across a lake really without like training and then natural talent, obviously I'm sure like being someone that's been so active and fit through your life, that has definitely helped that. But I certainly can't, I, mean, I don't know how big this lake is you're talking about, but I'll do like 15, 20 laps in an indoor pool and I'm, I'm tired after that. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just something that, um, and, and I'm probably terrible. Like anybody who knows swimming at all, probably look at me and say, wow, that is a terrible swimmer right there. So, but at the very least I can make my way across to the other side and back and feel confident that I'm not going to just like fully submerge myself and, and be stranded. So, um, no, so I feel, I feel good and, and confident just when I, when I get in, in the water. And so, yeah, I, mean, I, I, I don't know. It's not something that I've dedicated a lot of time to. So, um, you know, for anybody listening that, that swims or, you know, knows about swimming, I'm by no, definitely, definitely terrible in comparison to, to anybody <laughs> who does it. So, no problem. Well, I'm also curious, I want to talk a little bit about the races you're signed up for, as well as um, some more details about racing in general, because I know there's a lot of people who listen to the podcast who are getting into races, maybe training for new races, whatever the case may be. So you, you I know you're doing Austin, of course, we're both doing that. You mentioned that Ironman, those other two races are either those ultras or what are the, the, the distances of those races? Yeah, so Austin is one that, you know, 
I'm really thinking about how I want to approach Austin because I've been set back from training. And so I want to be smart. And, you know, my, I remember hearing a while back again, uncle who knows been, been through a lot, told me a lot. Um, you know, he said, Hey, like take care of your body and you can run forever. So it's like something that consistently stays with me. So knowing that I'm literally just about to get back into running Austin's and, about three, three months away, something, something along those lines. I just really want to be smart with it. And so whether, I mean, I've even considered just even dropping down from the marathon to a half in order to just still get out, be a part of the experience of the whole Austin city marathon, go, go see people that I know in Austin, link up with you, Sam, see you out there at, at the marathon. But I just want to make sure that I'm being smart with it. And so right now I'm just like going to be super gradual and getting back into things go back to the old school, like 10, you know, 10% increase in mileage each week, like really taking a step back and going to be smart and strategic about getting back into running specifically. And so Austin kind of not quite sure what to happen, what, what's going to happen come April, Eugene marathon rolls around and that's marathon 26.2 miles. And so that's one where I have set focus, like number one goal, qualifying for, for Boston, um, you know, running sub 257 is, is the goal there. And so from, from that point, I am looking at doing, uh, uh, Ironman Oceanside. So 70.3 half Ironman Oceanside, which is in April, I believe as well. I, I need to, um, you can fact check that, but I believe that's in April just so that I can go and get my bearings in, in an Ironman race. And then Ironman Coeur d'Alene is full Ironman in, uh, June 25th. And so that's what I have on the radar. And then I was looking at some, um, some 50 milers. I, I don't know if I want to go and venture into a hundred miler at this point for next summer. Although I have thought about it, I just need to see how my running's progressing and then be able to take it from there. But 50 mile for September is what I'll, what I'll be aiming for there. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm so excited that you have all these races planned. It's going to be really fun to hear about how everything goes and best yeah. of luck with all your training. You know, I know you're someone who's going to be smart about it and really keep, keep good care of your body, which is really important, but you're going to crush it. Now I'm curious, have you, when did you, I know you mentioned like the half marathon that you had done was like kind of like that first longer race, but how many, you have like an approximate of like how many races of like half marathon length or longer you've done at this point or, or there's a, or is there too many to count at this point? It's real. it's really hard to, it's really hard to pinpoint. I have plenty of races that, that I've done when I take like all, I mean, if we're talking, man, that's a tough question. I've never actually sat down and counted. I should probably count that. <laughs> um, but when I take everything into consideration, right? Like how many trail runs I've done where we're out doing, you know, there's probably about, I would say seven to eight ultras like that, that I've done that are an ultra meaning anything beyond 26.2 miles is technically considered an ultra, right? So we've done some 27 milers, 30 milers, 50 K. Um, we did a lap around Mount hood last year. We did a, a race at Mount St. Helens. A couple of buddies did Bigfoot and 73, I did the Bigfoot 40, which was 43 miles around Mount St. Helens, which pretty epic course. But when I take like everything into consideration, man, I, I don't really have a number to, to be honest with you, but there's a, there's a lot of miles that have been run over good, a uh, good amount of time. And it all started by just getting out the door, putting the shoes on and looking to just get some fresh air and clear the head. That's where it all started. Amazing. Would you, would you say there's 
a favorite race that you've done or is that another tough one? <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt. Uh, big, Bigfoot was for sure. My, my favorite race. It was just like, you know, there was our buddies out there, our fiancés, girlfriends, parents, and there's just like being out in the ultra community is super cool. And everybody is just like, Sam, it's, it's really inspiring to see so many people struggling and hurting with the best attitudes in the world. Like it's just, it just is so remarkable to me to see so many people that come in that are hurting man and just broken. And they're at mile, you know, 65 and 68 and they got nothing but a smile on their face and just needing a, a, a rest and to get some calories and to sit for a minute and then to get back up and get after it. It just is always, it, it's just a very cool atmosphere to be around. There's like race day energy, regardless if it's ultras, regardless if, it, if it's marathons, half 10 K there's nothing like just actual race day energy. And I just love it from, you know, the, I mean, you're about to do New York city marathon, right? Like that biggest marathon in the world. And so that is going to be some crazy, um, energy atmosphere, just excitement to be around. And, and it's, it's so cool, man. And, and so, you know, that, that's just the, the best part about it. Like, yeah, I can think Bigfoot because of where we were, like, you know, doing an entire lap around Mount St. Helens, that in itself is just epic. Like we're sleeping in the back of my car the night before and brought all of our camping gear. And it's just a super unique experience. Um, but there's still like, you know, for, there's still nothing just like race day energy. So they're, they're all amazing. If I could pinpoint one Bigfoot because of who was there, our family, our loved ones, uh, people that we were able to celebrate with, encourage each other on and, and just like the whole community itself. Um, awesome organized race. And, and so, but, but yeah, man, like any, any sort of race you're going to get, you're going to get some sort of, um, electric energy that that's always exciting. Yeah. I feel the same exact way about races. That energy is unbelievable. Like doesn't feel like it's real sometimes, but it really is. And it's, it's yeah. such a special thing that I think everyone should at least try out because it, I've had so many great experiences with it. Another one though, that this might stump you too, but is there a race that you're like, before I die, I need to do this that you haven't done that that's not on the radar quite yet. But is, is there like a race that, you know, is like a once in a lifetime opportunity that you want to make sure to do before you leave this earth? Yeah, for sure. There's a couple that come to mind. The first is the a marathon in Patagonia that ever since I laid my eyes on this marathon in Patagonia, it has been, I mean, it's literally on my, my vision board here behind us. And, and it is just something that mm -hmm. as the minute that I saw it, it was something that I knew that I wanted to set out to do. I was just writing it into my 10 year vision plan about how I'm going to do it on my 40th birthday. Honestly, I'm like, why wait until 40? Well, maybe let's do it next year or two years or um, you know, something way sooner. I don't really want to wait. Um, not a, not a fan of, of waiting for things like that. And so that that's one. And then if someday it ever happens running UTMB, it would be amazing. It's like the arguably like top trail run in, in the world. Um, have some other ideas for like Leadville 100, I think would be super cool to do. Uh, Western States. I'm always inspired by the people who run Badwater 135. That's a, that's a crazy race. Um, but then, of course, knocking out Boston and New York City Marathon. Like, of course, those are on the radar as well. But so a lot, a lot come to mind. Patagonia is the first one there. And then obviously just knocking out Boston and New York City Marathon. I got to carry on tradition for the family, man. Mom's run it twice. Um, 
I, I think my uncle has has run it. I know he's qualified for it, and and I think he qualified at Chicago, and then then I believe ran ran Boston as well. So got to carry on family tradition, man. Uh, that's that's spectacular. Yeah, I mean, so many cool races that you're aware of, and I'm sure like some of them I haven't even heard of. I mean, a lot I have, but like there's so many cool opportunities out there, and I'm looking forward to seeing you get involved in some of these in the future. The Patagonia one, I'm sure that one's epic like and that's sure looks like you it. have that on a vision board because those vision boards are really important just to like showcase what what's important to you and valued in life and things oh. that you want to do one day so i'm glad you have one that's great yeah uh i i think that they're i mean what you look at every day is very important you see it every day so you know it kind of goes in in line with what we're consuming what we're listening to who we're around the words that we are speaking I'm by no means perfect at all. I'll tell you right now, my fiance would attest to that. Um, however, what you would also attest to is that I, I, I really give a, a solid effort to be very particular and intentional with the words that I use and the, and the words that I speak, because I'm a firm believer that what we put out is, you know, going to, going to come back in one, one way or another, man. So, um, yeah, like that, that vision board is, is huge to be able to see like where we're actually looking to go and, and just being super intentional about the life that we want to create. Amazing. Amazing. Well, I want to ask you one more question before we tell everyone where to find you. Um, I think, you know, there's so many different aspects in life that you're, you're crushing and that you're pursuing, whether it is your content creation, podcast work that you're doing the amazing running experiences that you've had and that you plan to have that are coming up and that you are looking towards the future on even further out, as well as the fact that you're getting into this, you know, world of triathlons and Ironmans. And then also, I mean, you're, you're working at a technology company, crushing it there. I'm, I'm sure as well. I mean, you're doing so much and you're, you have such a great like tone when you, when you speak about these things. I mean, you spoke about the fact that you do take everything you say carefully because you feel it's a representation of who you are and what you want to get out in the world. And I think that that's so important, right? Absolutely. But you, you're really taking on a lot and like just doing it in a really inspiring way for people out there who, you know, might be listening to this and are like, wow, like I want to be 50% of what Colin is or just find ways to find the fulfillment and happiness that you have with all the things that you're involved with where would you, what, what type of wisdom would you have to share? Do you have like a good quote or like just a good piece of advice for, for someone who might be listening to this, whether it's, you know, in the running, the creation side of things, the professional side of things. Yeah. I think that's a, it's a really good question. I'd be curious to hear about. Yeah. And it's, it is a good question. And there's, you know, like, I still feel like I'm at that point, right? Like, I think it comes down to really being able to take a step back and truly appreciate where we are and, and appreciate where we've come from. And, you know, the, the quote that comes to my head is somebody that uh, we've all had our setbacks in life. Right. And I had a mentor who was working with me who said, Colin, you have to have been where you were to get to where you are. And that has stuck with me to this day. And it was something that, you know, I use as, as a stepping stone to then forecast, you know, that point in time to getting to where I wanted to be and then looking back and knowing that that's where I was at that time, right? And so setting a goal, reaching it, raising the bar, but but goal meaning anything, right? Goal goal meaning a desire that you have, a dream that you have, you know, somebody that you want to help, 
um, you know, any sort of, maybe a lot of people want to do some sort of volunteer work or um, get involved in their community. Like it means so many different things to so many people. And so I think if we can just like truly appreciate where we are and what we've done, um, you know, I think that's like really the first step is to, it's a really just be super present in that moment of appreciating where we are, where we are, Sam, and, and like how far we've actually come. And then from that point, not being content with it either. And I could just be totally wrong and I'm, maybe I'm going about it the, the wrong way, but I just am like, don't want to ever be content with what I've done. Like I have a lot of appreciation for where I'm at and and by no means, Sam, am I here without every single person that's helped me get to where I am. Like there are so many people within my life, professionally and personally that have been and um, that have attributed to me being exactly where I am. And, and I'm very grateful for those people and what I've learned from them. And so, um, but I also just don't want to ever be content. Like that's my, you know, a, a, just a big fear that I have is just like not living into my fullest potential. And so just like continuing to do things that we are A, resisting and B, fearful of, right? Because I think it's when we are able to acknowledge those things that we're resisting and fearful of, and then we actually go do them, that we ultimately feel that satisfaction and that fulfillment and that joy that, that we are striving for ultimately, right? And so those are a couple of things that come to mind. And then just making the most of the of the life that we have, right? It's just like, God's what you want to do, go make the most of it. And so that's like, couple messages that, that come to my head. I, I hope that can resonate with somebody. And at the end of the day, just do, because you, like, you literally won't know until you actually just go do it. Right. And like, for so long, I was like thinking about the podcast, speculating about it, theorizing about it until I actually sat down and recorded some, or actually until I opened the box of the microphone that had been sitting there for that long and decided to do something with it. That's when everything changed. And that's when I realized like that I recorded that episode. I published it. I recorded another. I published it. I went through the process of it, right? I took those first steps running to get started in the process of just trying to get out in some fresh air, right? Like it wasn't until I was actually just doing the thing that I was thinking about that I realized, wow, this actually might be for me. Wow, I actually really do enjoy this. So, and then just day at a time and day, day at a time with, with action can take you a lot, uh, uh, a lot of places. So, and then you look back and you're like, had to have been where you were to get to where you are. So um, I think that's about what I, what I would say to that. Great answer, man. Yeah. I mean, so many great takeaways. And again, this has been awesome. I, I just, I love your passion. I love your drive. The, the concept of never being satisfied or content with what you're doing and always striving for more. I mean, I think that's so important because we always want to get fulfillment. And I think it's important to acknowledge those successes but mm -hmm. we can always bring in another other level. We always can give more with, with things, whether it's for ourselves, for other people, whatever you're involved with, there's so much opportunity, so much to learn out there in this, in this great life that many of us are able to live. So yeah, this was so much fun, Colin, where, you know, I, I'm, I'm hoping that the people who listen, you know, they, they can go ahead and, and look you up and check out your podcast, check out your Instagram, check out your YouTube because I know there's so much more great stuff to come from you as, as the months, years come on by. So where can everyone go ahead and find you? Go ahead and share that. Yeah. Um, I, I appreciate that, Sam. And it's been, it's been fun to get on your show and see the success that you've had, because just like we were talking about before the show, everything that you're doing is organic and it's with good intention for the people that you're trying to serve. 
and the people that you're trying to help in this running community. And so I just want to give props to you for using the tools and the resources at your disposal for creating this, this community that continues to very organically grow. I think that's the thing that's, that's so cool. Like nothing is forced, right? There's no manipulation behind it. It's just like, it's, it's just, it's, it's real, man. And it's authentic. And so I appreciate what you do. And like, if anybody wants to see how to be consistent, go look at Run Brighter's Instagram <laughs> and TikTok and YouTube and, and content creation platforms because Sam is putting out quality content that is super valuable and is daily and consistently being being put out there. So I just want to take a you know quick chance to say to say that, Sam. So, so yeah. much, man. Really, really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, you can find me. It's uh at Coolin. 2322. That's Coolin with two O's. C-O-O-L-I-N 2322. That's a, a shout out back to everybody who's knew me as Coolin in college. So that's what stuck, man. So um, that's on Instagram. That's on TikTok. Um, I just got on the TikTok after following Sam's lead here. So feel free to go on there. Show me some love. I'd love to connect with anybody. I mean, that's how Sam and I are literally here talking today is because I reached out and we were able to connect over a social media platform, but it's actually created this connection um, and friendship that we have that is going to lead to us actually meeting in Austin, Texas. You just never know where one reach out can ultimately lead to. So I encourage you that if you you know want to connect or want to just you know talk at, at all, reach out to me. Um, send me a message. So that's uh, at Coolin2322 on Instagram, TikTok. I have a, uh, a YouTube channel that I just kicked off. So it's got some crazy URL. I just picked a, a, a handle today. It'll be Coolin2322. I'm not sure if that's the thing, but you can look up Colin Walters and that's a first name, last name. You can also go to my podcast. It's called the Seeds of Success Podcast. And that's you know where you'll be able to, in the show notes, find some of the URLs for, for the YouTube channel. So make sure to check that out if you have a, if you have a sec. And um, yeah, that's, uh, that's about it, Sam. Amazing. Well, can't thank you enough, Colin. So much fun. Everyone check out his pages. And Colin, I already know we're going to keep in touch over the next couple months. Can't wait to meet you in person in Austin. And, you know, you're going to you're going to do great with all the things you're working on. So I know the viewers are going to really appreciate this episode. And if you ever need anything in the future, whether that's near or far, you always know, feel free to reach out, man. I got your back. Of course, man. I, I know that. I appreciate it. Go crush this, this marathon this weekend. I already know that you're going to, and I'll see you in Boston, Sam. Awesome, man. Thanks so Let's much. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Seeds of Success podcast. I hope that you found this to be valuable and enjoyable with some actionable takeaways that you can implement into your daily life starting right now. If you did enjoy this episode, can you please do me a huge favor and share this with one friend? Just one friend is all that I ask. And if you could please leave a five-star rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at Coolin2322. That's Coolin with two O's. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, keep planting, keep harvesting, keep sowing seeds with positive energy one day at a time. And I will see you on the next episode.